Welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. I'm Pam. And I'm Elisa. We are holistic infant and child sleep consultants with a background in early childhood education. And we're the founders of Restful Parenting. And I'm Heidi. I'm also an early childhood educator and the owner of Blossom Early Learning. Join us as we chat all things sleep, parenting, development, and everything in between. Be sure to hit subscribe and share with your friends and family. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode. We've got a really special one for you, and I'm super excited to jump into this one. So as always, I have Elisa with me. Hello. And this week's special guest is Jen Tan. She is here. She is our... Remember how we had that big announcement that we've expanded our team? Uh, We have Jen back. She's our social worker, and we have been collaborating on all sorts of amazing things. It's so exciting. One of the great conversations we recently had was um, about being angry as a parent and how all the kind of pieces that roll into that. And we just had to stop and say, okay, we have to record this. So we brought Jen on, and today we're talking, we're just going to have an open, honest conversation about being angry as a parent, maybe all the time, maybe sometimes, but uh, all those pieces, like I said, about anger and how it rolls into our parenting and uh, maybe some strategies to help guide us through and get us kind of off of the anger train and uh, smooth sailing, a little bit smoother sailing. So welcome, Jen. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Of course. We're so excited. Um, so yeah, so this like great topic of conversation. I think it's an important conversation because so many parents feel so much shame around anger. And so let's have an open, honest conversation about anger, anger as, as parents um, and when it happens and, and the purpose and, and what when it might happen more. Yes. Yeah, one of the things that we hear often, both Elisa and I starting this conversation was a lot of our families, a lot of our parents feel like anger um, is a sign of bad parenting or that they're failing or that things are going wrong or there's something wrong with them. And it can, like Jen said, carry a lot of shame. I hear that too in my office is that, 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 you know, Jen, I don't want to be angry anymore. I don't want to be an angry, uh, angry person. And I hear that and I respect that. Um, but to dig a little bit deeper into like what does that actually mean and what does it actually look like when we're not angry at all and the impact of having um, no experiences of anger Um, and and so that's that's been common in my office as well yeah and I think that our children need to see all of these we always talk about how all emotions are valid emotions, Mm -hmm. not just, you know, we want our children to come to us with not just happy emotions, but when they're angry, when they're upset, when they're sad, we want them to be able to talk to us. But if they never see any anger at all, then how are they going to be able to recognize that in themselves? And and sometimes when they don't see the anger from parents and and I cut people you know as adults say Jen like my my family never got angry and I'm sure that the family did get angry the anger just was not expressed or was not talked about or was not shown and then they think oh there's something wrong with me because I feel angry and it feels so powerful because anger is a powerful emotion right we 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 feel it in our whole body in all of our, our senses it's hot it's it's big Oh and yeah. So what do we do with that? And and so when children say, "Okay, I'm not seeing anger in my environment, but I feel it, and it's big, 
oh, that must mean there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. So there's a healthy dose of, you know, sometimes showing when you are angry um, yeah. and being and able to express it, right? that. Yeah. And so if, if you know, you're, you're a person who doesn't show anger, but you feel anger, how healthy is it for your child to, to know that you feel it and to label it for yourself in those moments? And so maybe there's not an outward expression of uh, the voice raises, but it's like, I'm feeling really frustrated right now. I'm feeling really angry right now. And so what I'm going to do is this. I'm mm-hmm. going to be able to go and take my time. I'm going to take a break. And then you're helping your children understand the process of what's going on for you, even though that maybe you're not showing it in the ways that others might show it. And then there's the opposite. It's like, okay, let's say, you know, you do raise your voice and you do, you know, you feel like, okay, I, I'm angry. And, and then I hear, okay, I'm so, I feel so guilty that that happened. And in those moments, there's this great opportunity to be able to repair and have a conversation with your children. Because the little ones, we, we see it from a very young age, those temper tantrums those you know the big nose and then into kind of older and teenagers there it looks a little bit different now they're learning because you're role modeling what is it like to feel angry what's it like to lose your cool and to to repair the relationship to cycle back around and say hey i'm really sorry i shouldn't have done that yeah Mm -hmm. there's so much teaching in that moment that cycle back of going wow you know i lost my cool i shouldn't have done that i know i should have taken some space you know, I was feeling really overwhelmed. It wasn't your fault. Or, you know, you're, I was feeling really overwhelmed with this, but I should not have yelled at you. I'm really sorry for that. Yeah. And what I've been doing as well is I'll, my children are, you know, seven and 11 now. So they're a little bit older. They understand a little bit more, but now I'll do that. I'll say, I'm really sorry that I reacted like that. Um, And then I'll get their input. What do you think when I'm feeling so angry or frustrated, what do you think I can do the next time? And then I'm able to sit back and watch, you know, listen as they kind of tell me what I've been teaching and working on them with as well. I also have a poster in my, in a few different areas of my house that is a regulation poster for myself to model that regulation so that when I am, sometimes I can catch myself and I'll be able to say, okay, I'm really upset right now, or I'm super overwhelmed. And I will voice that and I'll say, I am really frustrated right now. I'm going to take, and then I look at my poster, a sip of water, or I'm going to walk over here and take a deep breath so that they're able to really see that modeling. But we're going to have moments of upset. We're going to have moments where we are dysregulated and just can't seem to, you know, reach that area that, that doesn't have us flip our lids. And that's how you're bringing in this, this concept of not regulated, right? And, and how, how often, what I'm going to say is that when anger is coming, you're not in that regulation. Right. And, and so that's where you're saying, how do I regulate myself in those moments and be able to role model? Okay. I'm feeling dysregulated. I'm feeling like I'm in a hyper arousal. They've got too much stuff going on and there's, you know, sensory, there's too much coming in. And now that anger is a symptom of, okay, I'm not, I'm not regulated right now. 
I think the really big piece there too is like it anger is part of the emotional realm of what we all go through humans it's part of our emotions so it's going to happen how we're coming back and solving and doing that full circle with apologizing is absolutely we'll have to have another episode about you know apologizing and the pros of that but taking that pause especially you know we chatted with a france uh, who was a parent coach as well and she was talking about you know knowing the times that you're going to start to feel overwhelmed and frustrated. So typically before dinner, or typically before bedtime. So taking that five, 10 minutes to, if you can take a pause so that you can bring down uh, some of what you're feeling going into those harder times that can also be helpful. Um, and it's normal. Like it's part of, we all go through it as parents. I know sometimes people get the impression that, you know, because Elisa and I work with families and we have all these great strategies, because we do, that like we never lose our cool with our families and we never have issues with our children, but our children are still going through things. We're still going through our own things. And you also mentioned that balance of, okay, I'm trying to role model. I'm also trying to cool myself in this moment and remember what I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm also overwhelmed because I need to get dinner going. Da, 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 da. So sometimes it's going to happen, but in my life, my expectations of myself has always been if I can change some of my reactions and then start working on a little bit more and a little bit more. So yes, I don't lose my cool as often as I used to, uh, but it still happens from time to time. Coming back, apologizing, all those pieces are just so important for it to make it a learning experience for our children. But it's a lot to balance as a as a parent. You're saying though, also, is and I don't have to be perfect. Yes. Is that and and I there is absolutely we always want to try and kind of get a little bit better and be able to support and to regulate, but we don't have to be perfect. And in, and I think in those times of imperfection, our children learn as well. Absolutely. They learn that they don't need to be perfect. That they learn that there's these normal, healthy spectrums of emotion. And and I I love how you talked about these times where you know, where maybe we're more susceptible to anger and, and looking at those times and generally it's times where we're feeling powerless. Yes. In the moments of like, we feel out of control or powerless because that, that anger is, is there to be able to go, how do I, how do I, how do I deal with this situation right now? How do I be able to kind of regain control? And so, okay, maybe that's the purpose. Maybe there's a different purpose of it. Um, and, and being able to understand those purposes also, I guess, another helpful way of being able to kind of figure out what, what's yeah. going on here. Yeah. There's so many pieces to it. They're really, they're really his. Um, but knowing, yeah, those triggers and how you're going to, even those strategies for how you're going to come back around to it and how you're going to apologize, like, so important. Yeah. And, and so one of the things that can happen is that parents are triggered by anger or their child's anger. And then they, they're seeing their child really angry. And then for them, there's that experience of anger of like, oh, they shouldn't be doing that or that was disrespectful versus, okay, this is, this is anger. We need to be able to help my child through anger. And so it's bringing up their own stuff. And then I always wonder when I'm working with parents is when it's bringing up their own stuff, what was their experience as a child? You know, were they disciplined for getting angry? Were they sent to the room and said, okay, go away, come back when you're calm. 
And, and that now that's what they're doing is they're saying, okay, anger is unsafe. Anger shouldn't, is not welcome here. And, and they, they don't know what different. They don't know what's it like to be in the presence of anger and help somebody through it, help my child through it, help myself through it. And these are all, they're all learning curves for people. Yeah. And I love how you can help our families with this part too, because it's such a big piece of how we're parenting are those things that came up, you know, in the past for us. Absolutely. Right. Is that how we were parented really can determine how we parent. And, and, and sometimes it's not determining how we parent, but I hear it's how I don't want to parent anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be parented like my parents. I never want to be like that. And then it's coming from a place of fear, the parenting versus coming from a place of what I want to do. And it's shifting into going, okay, this is how I want to deal with it versus I never want to be like this. There are a lot of things that can be parenting through a place of fear, aren't there? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There are for sure. And and when fear drives us, we're, we may not be, you know, thinking in the irrational part of our brain. We're not looking at that whole piece because fear is powerful in itself, very similar to anger. And, and, and so how do we shift back into the place of curiosity, that place of the things I want to do, parenting from my values versus parenting from things I don't want to do, parenting from fear. Mm-hmm. What are some of the steps that we can take to shift that a little bit? Just recognizing, I guess, is the first recognizing that. And I think that's the biggest piece, right? Like 90% of the work is awareness, is is paying attention because in, in parenting and, and some of these bigger emotions, whether it's fear or anger, we lose lots of that awareness, mm-hmm. right? That, that awareness isn't there. And so what happens is afterwards, we might come back online, our brains might come back online and say, oh, I don't want to do that. I should never have done that. I promised myself I would never do that. And and that's because, you know, lots of times we're, we're doing what we knew. And, and we're not in that thinking part of our brain when we're really angry. So taking that pause before knowing what those triggers are, that's all part of that awareness to be able to say, okay, this is, and you know, I've, I've experienced it myself. Like, okay, I, especially as the, they go through those different phases and different ages, they're, it's all new things. And this is the first time I'm parenting at this stage and age right now. So I'm also starting to learn my own triggers, especially as they were kind of littler and growing up. Um, once you recognize them and you're like, okay, that is going to really deplete me. I'm just going to take a second so that I don't flip my lid so that, and then as they kind of climb and go off track themselves, I'm in that trying to stay in that calmer state, sharing my calm, not joining their chaos is kind of what I keep telling myself over and over and over and over again. Share my calm, don't join their chaos. (laughs) Right. And I think that's a great strategy, even like as it's happening, to be able to that self-talk, that Mm -hmm. mantra over and over is is to be able to help regulate, okay, how do I stay calm in this? And, And then in the moments when you don't, and the human parts come out is how do I reflect back on it? How do I repair the relationships? How do I cite back to my child, but back to myself and mm-hmm. have compassion with myself and, and to be able to have a reflective learning in those moments. Cause again, that's building the awareness, but not beat up on myself over and over and over again. 
I feel like then is guilt. Oh, I did it again. Yes. I didn't want to do it. So now I'm starting to like get down on myself even more and even more. And then comes in that fear. Okay, I'm not going to do that again. This, is how, this isn't how I'm going to do it. I don't want to do it like this again. And then it's like, oh, I'm such a, like the amount of times that I hear yes. families say that they're bad parents or that they're failing. And it breaks my heart because you are learning. Your child is learning. We're, we're chatting, like building strategies and having tools. My whole goal in life is where my children need to be able to function and be part of society. What tools do you need? You're feeling anxious about this. You're struggling with time management. Here are those tools that you can have. Here are those so that they have that that own sense of self-worth and being able to move forward through their own things because I'm not always going to be with them to hold their hand if they have anxiety or panic attacks. So what are those tools that you can offer them but also put into your own toolbox to be able to build those strategies and help both ends like it's there's there's a lot of pieces to it but I it is something that Elisa and I and Jen love what you're saying is when we move out of fear we're looking at long-term development with tools Mm -hmm. right so sometimes there's this focus of this immediacy of I've got to change it right now if this is happening right now it means blah 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 my kid will fail or never will have social and that's fear driven Whereas when you go into your tools and your coping and your strategies and your teaching, you're, you're knowing that it's like brick by brick and building a house. Long-term, this is what we're, we're working towards. And yes, Absolutely. right now there's some challenges, but in the long-term, we're going to be able to put this coping tool in and this strategy in the long-term, when we go kind of loop back to anger, yes, my child has saw anger in the home but dominantly my child has had love and compassion. And, and then when the, my child saw anger, my child saw how to repair. And, and again, when we look at those immediate things from like a long-term perspective as, a, as building skills and, and helping them navigate their own world and become independent, I think we can feel okay about it versus, oh my goodness, I'm messing up right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't know what's going to happen 10 years from now. We know that if we keep being consistent and just trying and, and improving and building skills, we've got, we've got much more resilient children and, and that they're all children are going to have kind of bumps in their road. Mm-hmm. All children are going to have some challenges. And that means that we, us as parents, as humans are going to have challenges for, because of their challenges, but our own challenges as well. And, and we're all learning it. And, and so I think that if we can just look at long-term, what does this look like long-term? What's my values? How am I kind of balancing them? And so just sometimes it's not going to be perfect. We're going to feel a little off balance. Then we're coming back into balance again. Give yourself the grace and compassion that this is what parenting is. This is what life as a human is who's dealing with their own stuff who's now trying to teach all the new stuff and get on board with it and it's a lot it's a lot for families but the work is worth it and starting with the awareness and those triggers and the reflection like those are all great strategies to even just get that awareness on board of like okay what's going on here this isn't working for my family that's kind of the big thing for me is like okay, you know what, time out, this isn't working for us. Or like, you know, he's really struggling here. This isn't something going on. So let's dig a little bit more instead of just hitting it with getting angry all of the time. Where, what are we, what else are we doing? Um, And I think that awareness is so great for them as well because they're seeing that pause where you're saying, 
okay, I'm starting to get frustrated. I'm starting to lose my patience. Okay. I'm, you know, like you're starting to say that. And then they're going to start to repeat that. Okay. I'm starting, especially with their siblings. Once they have siblings, they're now able to, and in the classroom, I'm starting to get frustrated. I'm going to take a break before it gets to be too much. You're modeling all of those pieces. Love it. And it's neat to see when they do it, right? Oh, I love it. I love watching them at the little ages when they're like, excuse me, I'm trying to use my words right now. And it's just like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> Even when they're speaking mm-hmm, to yes. us sometimes, there are moments where I might be talking over my child because I'm in, I'm in that heated state. And then they kind of take a step back and they're like, mom, I'm trying to communicate with you. And it's like, <laughs> whoa, that snaps me right back into, yeah, you're absolutely right. I have to tell you a story. I think yeah. my oldest was maybe four or five. And I said to my oldest, I'm getting really frustrated right now. And he looked at me, he says, well, then take five. And <laughs> starts breathing at me. And I went like, oh, it's okay, getting buddy, through. I'll take yeah. five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He cued me. Right? Yes. And there are times like when you start to be aware of all of these things and finding your triggers or just even, you know, being in tuned with their communication and how they are trying to communicate to us, you start to see a lot of those little things where sometimes they are the ones who are kind of like sparking us to take a step back and be like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. this is something that I've taught you. And now it's coming back. And you're actually the one who is um, teaching me in this moment. And those beautiful moments, though, and that, yeah. that our children, they do teach us. Absolutely. Right? And and they and, and when we listen, and we, we spend time, they teach us so much about ourselves. And we teach them. And that's the really neat relationship that we have with our kids. That was amazing, Jen. That was such a great conversation. And I know that that's going to help so many of our families as it will help yours. Just all those little pieces of how we can get started and what to be aware of. We really appreciate you uh, taking the time to come and chat with us. Um, We can't thank you enough uh, for being part of our team and uh, yeah, expanding restful parenting uh, just that much more for our families. I love being part of the team and I love our conversations. Every time I feel like my brain is just on fire and energetic and passionate with with chatting with you too. So I same here. I know us too. And through all of our conversations, I always learn so much and just like, you know, sometimes I just have these aha moments when we're even just talking like this, right? Mm -hmm. So it's so helpful for everybody. And thank you for coming today and sharing your knowledge with all of our listeners. And I'm sure there'll be more conversations like this. Awesome. Thanks so much. Have a great day, guys. Bye. 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 Thanks for joining us on today's episode. We so appreciate that you've taken that time to come and hang out with us and listen to what we have to say. If you are struggling with sleep or parenting, please know that we have loads of free information on the website um, as well as on the YouTube channel. But if after you've read through everything and you've watched those videos, if you're still struggling, know that you're not alone and that we would love to help. So be sure to check out the website, www.restfulparenting.com. You'll find the link to book your free 15-minute call right there. And if you have any comments or anything you'd like to share with us, please leave them below in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks.